The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Fun experience to have in person going to a college football game and seeing all of these really, uh, really good college guys who are 18, 19, 20 years old, and they are playing, you know, really against some of the best that I've ever done it. So understanding, understanding how this has worked and understanding that college football is a premier level. Here's what we're going to do today on the sports angle. Because this is your host, Rocco Kelly, host of the Sports Angle, live in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. And go to our website, sportsangle.com, to see all the information you need about the show. So, college football is a premier aspect. However, there is no denying that the NFL means a lot in terms of pay, in terms of notoriety, in terms of prestige, in terms of uh, pedigree, the NFL is that next step. From here to here, that is where um, the NFL is when it comes to coaching, when it comes to competition. That is really where it is. So here's what we're going to do here on the Sports Angle with your host, Rocco Kelly. I want to go over the top 10 college football head coaches, and I want to talk about what is the possibility of any of these college football head coaches moving up to the NFL. At number 10, let's start with Jimbo Fisher from Texas A&M. Jimbo Fisher has had a mixed bag of success in college football. He has done well in certain places, and then he has hit rock bottom in other areas. Texas A&M last year, he got the best out of them that he could. He did the best with all of the situation he had to deal with at Texas A&M. But would Jimbo Fisher be enough of a draw to move up to the next level? Would he be a big enough name to have be a possibility of going from college football to the National Football League. Because I wonder from certain people, I wonder from certain areas, when it comes to Jimbo Fisher, does he have really what it takes to be in the NFL? And I'm going to say that there is a very limited possibility. There's a, you know, in terms of likelihood, I'm going to say it's possible, but it's very, very little. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M, he feels like that type of head coach who's going to be in college football for a long time. It feels like Jimbo Fisher is going to be one of those lifelong college football head coaches. So I'm going to say it's a possibility that Jimbo Fisher goes to the NFL, but I don't know if he is going to be an absolute must need, unlike number nine. So number 10, what we're ranking the college football head coaches Number 10 is Jimbo Fisher from Texas A&M. At number nine is Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. 
Now, Oklahoma is a good Big 12 school. Oklahoma does a lot when it comes to their program. But I have said on this show before that Lincoln Riley is one of the most overhyped head coaches in college football. All right, you win the Pac-12 almost every single year. You beat up on them time and time again. But the problem with Oklahoma is once you get to the big stage, once you got to take on the big fish, Lincoln Riley really does not get the job done. There really isn't this big situation where he goes up against Alabama's, he goes up against Clemson's, he goes up against the Ohio States of the world, and he gets pushed right back down to where I believe he is. Now, what does that mean for the NFL? Does it mean that Lincoln Riley could move to the NFL? If the Dallas Cowboys called up Lincoln Riley and asked him to be their head coach, would he accept? Would he take his job at Oklahoma and similar to Barry Switzer all those years ago, take the leap to the NFL? I'm going to say that there is a 50-50 chance on this one. Uh, Lincoln Riley loves Oklahoma. He loves that situation. But when it comes to the NFL, money talks. And if you can be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys organization, you are definitely going to fit, uh, fit right in out there in Dallas. So I will say it's a 50-50 shot that Lincoln Riley, head coach from Oklahoma, goes to Dallas. At number eight on our list of ranking the college football head coaches, we're going to go over to Ohio State and talk about Ryan Day. Now, there's no secret that the head coach he replaced in Urban Meyer has now made his jump to the NFL. So people have been speculating since Mike Rabrell, who was a uh, assistant at Ohio State, he's now in the NFL. You've had guys like Greg, uh, Greg Schiano, who uh, was a uh, assistant at Ohio State. He has been a head coach in the NFL. Would Ryan Day at Ohio State, would he be a possibility of being a head coach at the next level? Is it a realistic scenario that Ohio State could have once again a head coach go to the NFL? I'm going to say, similar to Lincoln Riley, I believe it'd be a 50-50 shot. If the Cincinnati Bengals fire Zach Taylor and they need a head coach, what if you try to recruit? What if you try to poach Ohio State's Ryan Day to be the NFL's Ohio coach out there in Cincinnati? We've also seen in the past that teams like Jacksonville, Miami, Tampa Bay, there have been teams in Florida that love to go out and pick college football coaches. So maybe if Bruce Arian retires, Tampa Bay could be a possibility as well. So Ryan Day at number eight, ranking the college football head coaches, 50-50 possibility, he goes to the next level. At number seven, let's go over to Indiana. Let's go to the Fighting Irish, and let's talk about Brian Kelly. Now, Brian Kelly has been a real good head coach for Notre Dame. He has led them to multiple uh college uh, college football playoff appearances. He led him to national championship game appearances. Brian Kelly has done it all for Notre Dame. Now, 
the problem with Brian Kelly is similar to what I said with Jimbo Fisher back at number 10. Brian Kelly feels like that type of coach that loves college football. He loves the atmosphere. He loves the recruiting. He loves, you know, being kind of that mentor to the younger athletes. So would I say that it is a 25-75 possibility that he could go to the NFL similar to Jimbo Fisher? I'm going to say yeah, because Brian Kelly feels like that type of head coach that will stay in college football for a long time. But if the NFL gave him an offer, he can't refuse. You know, if they became the godfather, they became you know, Don Corleone, I'm going to make him an offer. He can't refuse. Uh, then, obviously, he'd go to the NFL. So at number seven, Brian Kelly from Notre Dame. At number six, a guy who has shot up the, sh- the charts in college football. A guy who has turned around this college football program. At number six, when we're ranking college football head coaches, Pat Fitzgerald from Northwestern. Now, before 2020, I wouldn't have put Fitzgerald on this list. I wouldn't have put him anywhere near the top 10, but his his season at Northwestern, his recruiting, his mentoring, his leadership out there in Illinois has definitely made him a household name. Pat Fitzgerald has become one of the most marquee head coaches in college football. And because of that, because of Pat Fitzgerald being at at Northwestern, the Chicago Bears are right over there. Okay. I mean, Pat Fitzgerald and the Chicago Bears, they're not that far away. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, it's similar to the mafia. I mean, Chicago, you know, it's the mafia, you know. I mean, it's the mafia. We're here in Chicago, you know. Like, that's how Pat Fitzgerald would be. So if he came from Northwestern and went to the Chicago Bears organization, he would be an Illinois legend if he became the new head coach of the Chicago Bears. This one, I believe, would be a very good scenario, a likely scenario, if Pat Fitzgerald went from Northwestern to the Chicago Bears. That would be a great situation for the state of Illinois. So at number six, Pat Fitzgerald, I'm going to give this one a very likely, a most likely situation that he could go to the next level. Now, before we get into the top five college football head coaches, let's recap for all the people who are just joining in. At number 10, Jimbo uh, Jimbo Fisher from Texas A&M. At number nine, Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. Number eight, Ryan Day from Ohio State. Number seven, Brian Kelly from Notre Dame. And number six, Pat Fitzgerald from Northwestern. At number five on the list of college football head coaches, Ed Ogeron from LSU. He led him to a national championship. He has been real solid at LSU. He was good at USC. Everywhere he has gone, he has been money. And considering that LSU has had head coaches in the past go to the NFL like a Nick Saban, considering that LSU has had prior experience with their coaches leaving to the next level, guys like, for example, the quarterback coach from LSU 
that um, is now the quarterback coach in Carolina. I mean, understanding that when it comes to that situation, understanding that the LSU situation is really good. I'm going to give Ed Ogeron a 50-50 shot that he would go to the next level. He is enriched in Louisiana, but that's a good thing because the New Orleans Saints and Sean Payton, that could be coming to an end soon. There have been reports. There have been all these situations that have been popping up about the New Orleans Saints and Sean Payton. Saints fans have come to me in the past and have talked about their issues with Sean Payton and with him being the second longest tenured head coach in the NFL. There is a possibility that that could come to an end. Ed Ogeron, right down at Baton Rouge, he would be a real good replacement for Ed Ogeron. So at number five, we have LSU. At number four, we're going to stay in the SEC. We're going to go down to Georgia. Shout to Ron Thomas for this one. I'm going to give Kirby Smart the number four ranking when it comes to college football head coaches. Kirby Smart has been under the direction of Nick Saban. Kirby Smart has been a brilliant mastermind in college football. He has been a huge influence everywhere he has gone. Georgia has been winning games because of Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart has been directing them from here all the way to here. So there is no doubt in my mind that Kirby Smart deserves to be in the top five when it comes to head coaches. Now, from the NFL perspective, I'm going to give him a very unlikely scenario that he moves to the next level. Uh, Similar to Jimbo Fisher, similar to Brian Kelly, Kirby Smart loves coaching college football. He embraces the culture. He embraces the fans. He loves what he does. And it's hard to get somebody to go away from that type of environment when they love it so much. So at number four, Kirby Smart from Georgia, very unlikely he would go to the NFL. Now, the top three spots for college football coaches, I think some of you have probably figured this out by now, but I will recap it once again. Number 10, Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M. Number nine, Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. Number eight, Ryan Day, Ohio State. Number seven, Brian Kelly, Notre Dame. Number six, Pat Fitzgerald, Northwestern. Number five, number five is Ed Ogeron from LSU. Number four is Kirby Smart from Georgia. Now, let's get into the top three. At the bronze medal, the bronze medal for college football head coaches, Dan Mullins from Florida. He has done to Florida what Urban Meyer was trying to do in the mid-2000s. Dan Mullins has done a real solid job in the Florida situation. He has not won a championship yet, but with the Florida Gators, they have done everything right. We saw what happened with Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts last year. Dan Mullins has redirected the ship in Florida, went from them sinking after the Urban Meyer era to now they're back all the way up to here. That is what Dan Mullins is capable of. 
one of the best head coaches in college football. I would give him, I would say a 40-60 shot. He would go to next level. Urban Meyer from Florida has done it. Steve Spurrier from Florida has done it. The Florida Gators are used to having their head coaches go to the NFL. So similar to LSU, similar to Oklahoma, it would not be a shocker if Dan Mullins ended up getting hired at the next level. And if it did end up being a a Florida team, once again, I'm going to bring up Tampa Bay because Tampa, if Bruce Arians retires, they are going to want to replace him with somebody that's a big name. Also, the Washington football team, if Ron Rivera's health issues unfortunately take over, Dan Snyder would go back to the college football well. He's done it in the past. Now, the top two head coaches in college football, I will say on the record, this was the easiest part of the list. This was the easiest challenge of the rankings, okay? These two are undisputed. These two are among the best of the best, and nobody will deny it. And number two is Dabo Sweeney from Clemson, and at number one is Nick Saban from Alabama. When these two head coaches have dominated college football for the last 15 years, there's a reason why. Dabo Sweeney has won multiple championships for Clemson. Nick Saban has won multiple championships for Alabama. And understanding that Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney have a similar mindset, I will say my angle on the record that both of those guys will never go to the NFL um, in the modern era. Okay, Nick Saban already had his chance in the NFL. He hated it. It wasn't that great. Immediately goes back to Alabama and creates the dynasty he knows now. Trust me, Nick Saban is similar to his mentor, Bill Belichick. Once you know about a certain situation, you already have experienced it. You've already felt it. There is no need to go back. And with Dabo Sweeney, he has made Clemson into the powerhouse they are now. And Clemson has had a track record of having head coaches be there for a good amount of time, Dabo Sweeney included. So Clemson at number two, Alabama at number one. So to repeat the list one more time, to repeat the rankings for the college football head coaches here on Sports Angle. Number 10, Jim, Jimbo Fisher from Texas A&M. Number nine, Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. Number eight, number eight, Ryan Day from Ohio State. Number seven, Brian Kelly from Notre Dame. Number six, Pat Fitzgerald from Northwestern. Number five, Ed Ogeron from LSU. Number four, Kirby Smart from Georgia. Number three, Dan Mullen from Florida. Number two, Dabo Sweeney from Clemson. And at number one is Nick Saban from Alabama. Here's what we're going to do here on the Sports Angle. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to reverse this. And I'm going to talk about five NFL head coaches that could go back to college football. And I'm going to tell you where they could possibly go. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here on the Sports Angle. 
Welcome back to the Sports Angle, live in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Let's get back into it. The first segment of the show, I went over. I went over college football head coaches and the possibility of them going to the NFL. Well, what we're going to do here on Sports Angle for this segment is I want to do the inverse. I want to flip it. I want to talk about current NHL, current NFL coaches, and talk about them going to college football. I want to talk about the possibility of and having the possibility of having them leave the NFL either because they got fired, either because they got uh, terminated because they were they retired, whatever. It could be a scenario where they leave the NFL and they transition to college football. Now, the one main reason why this would happen, the one reason why this is a possibility is head coaches could go and be with their alma mater. There are certain head coaching jobs in college football that are appealing to anybody. And also, there are certain colleges and universities that can pay millions of dollars to have you be their head coach. Believe me, there are some college football programs that spend more money on their head coaches than NFL teams do in the NFL. So here's what we're going to do here on the sports angle. I want to go over five. NFL head coaches that I believe could go to the next level. Now we're going to go from least likely to most likely. So the first head coach on the list, I am actually going to go with Matt Nagy from the Chicago Bears. Now Matt Nagy, he has been with the Chicago Bears since 2018. He was an assistant for Andy Reid all of those years back in Philadelphia and Kansas City. But also remember the fact that Andy Reid and Matt Nagy, they still have that relationship. Matt Nagy still has relationships with people in the NFL. Now, he played college football at Delaware, but I doubt that Delaware would be able to afford Matt Nagy. I don't know if Delaware, unless maybe they had a president that would be able to chip in. I don't think that Delaware would be able to spend those millions of dollars to get Matt Nagy to coach their FCS program. What can happen, though, is he is from New Jersey. Matt Nagy was born in New Jersey. He set a lot of records in New Jersey when he was in high school. So one of the main colleges in New Jersey is Rutgers University. Rutgers has a, has a habit of picking up former NFL head coaches and having them be their head coach. In fact, they have one right now in Greg Schiano. Right, Greg Schiano is the current Rutgers head coach, and he was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach about a decade ago. So I'm not saying that it is not possible. It could happen. But would Matt Nagy be at Rutgers, or would he be an offensive coordinator someplace else? Would Matt Nagy go back to being an offensive coordinator 
at, let's say, a team like the Kansas City Chiefs. If uh, Eric Biemi does eventually get hired as a head coach, which I believe he will next offseason, who says that once the Bears let go of Matt Nagy, he goes to Kansas City instead of being the head coach at Rutgers. So at number five on the, on the uh, rankings of NFL head coaches that could go to college football, I did put Matt Nagy from the Chicago Bears. It is not um, the most likely scenario. He could just go back to being offensive coordinator, but it's on the table. At number four of our rankings of NFL head coaches that could go to college football, I'm going to go with a wild card here. I'm going to go with a shocker. I'm going to go with someone that nobody is even putting in the picture. But here on the sports angle, that's what this show's about. At number four, I'm going to put Los Angeles Rams head coach Sean McVay. Sean McVay has changed the NFL uh, permanently for over the last couple of years. The Sean McVay effect has been in full swing in 2018, 2019, and 2020. Head coaches are getting younger. Head coaches under McVay's leadership are being hired. Sean McVay has made a massive impact in the NFL, but what, it, what would he be able to do in college? Now, let's say the Los Angeles Rams have a terrible season. Let's say that the Los Angeles Rams don't live up to their hype when it comes to the odds here in Las Vegas. Well, Sean McVay would be the person they'd point their finger at. Sean McVay would be the guy that Rams fans would see as the reason they failed. So if Sean McVay had a losing season in Los Angeles, he's a possibility that he could be let go. Well, who would be a college football program that has died over the last four or five years that has the money, has the resources, and has the time to put in Sean McVay? Well, let's go back to what Sean McVay was before he was a head coach. Sean McVay was a uh, coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers under John Gruden. Sean McVay was part of the coaching staff for the short-lived UFL Florida Tuskers with Jay Gruden. Let's also remember that he has had um, a relationship with the state of Florida in the past. So I will say that the Florida State Seminoles, if guys like Mark, uh, Mike, uh, Mike Norvell does not live up to the expectations, if they have a, another terrible season in Florida State, I believe they would get rid of Norvell. And if they could bring in Sean McVay, if they could pay the money, which they can, to get Sean McVay, Florida State would be a team to be reckoned with in the ACC. So I put him fourth on the list because it is not likely that this would happen. I don't think the Rams are going to implode on itself, but if it did, Sean McVay would be the hottest coaching uh, free agent on the market. So number five was Matt Nagy from the Chicago Bears. Number four was Sean McVay from the Los Angeles Rams. Now, third 
on our ranking of NFL head coaches that could coach in college football. We are going to go down to San Francisco. We're going to go to Kyle Shanahan. Now, Kyle Shanahan has been a real good head coach for the San Francisco 49ers. But if the 49ers have a season like they did last year, ownership and Jed York's not going to put up with it. The fans are not going to put up with it. And people, they are not going to put up with a losing season on top of a losing season. The 49ers got rid of Jim Harbaugh when he had an only 8-8 eight and eight season in 2014. The San Francisco 49ers had Chip Kelly be brought in and now he is at UCLA. The San Francisco 49ers have had a habit of having head coaches leave and go to college football. Harbaugh did it, and Kelly did it. So who says Shanahan can't do the same thing? If your loved one is at risk of a fall, the Symphony Medical Alert System from CVS Health can help support their safety in their home with 24-7 emergency monitoring, even when you can't be there. Terms and conditions apply. Learn more about Symphony at cvs.com slash symphony or find it at your nearest CVS Health Hub. The been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Who says that Kyle Shanahan wouldn't go to college football and not be an offensive coordinator someplace else? Now, where could he go? Now, Kyle Shanahan's alma mater is Texas, but I believe Texas's current situation is protected right now. So where could Kyle Shanahan go? Well, there is one college and university in the state of California that has been having difficulties with their current head coach. There is one college in the state of California that would have the money and would have the resources to bring in Kyle Shanahan. And that university used to be up here, and now they are middle of the pack. I am talking about the University of Southern California. I'm talking about the USC Trojans. The USC Trojans with Clay Helton, it hasn't been a success. Clay Helton, because I watched a bunch of USC games, they were the football uh, team for my first radio station I ever worked at, so I would know about them. Clay Helton has not been a success. Clay Helton has been okay, but he you don't pay him a lot of money to be okay. USC wants to get back to being the premier team in the Pac-12. USC has not been a college championship contender in over um, 14 years. Okay, USC has been middle of the pack in college football. Well, if you had the money to bring in Kyle Shanahan, he would fix that situation. If you brought in Kyle Shanahan, he would elevate your program for the better. So with the bronze medal at number three on my list of, co- of NFL head coaches that could go to college football, I'm going to put this on the 50-50 uh, category, and that is Kyle Shanahan leaving San Francisco and doing what Jim Harbaugh did 
and doing what Chip Kelly did, and that is go back to college football, and he would coach the USC Trojans. Number two on our ranking of NFL head coaches that could go to college football, I am actually going to go with Mike Zimmer from the Minnesota Vikings. Now, Mike Zimmer has been a good coach, and I'm not saying that he is an absolute failure at Minnesota. He has done well. But Minnesota Vikings fans have been moaning and groaning and complaining about Mike Zimmer over the last couple of years. Let's remember that Mike Zimmer has been with Minnesota for the last seven years. Let's also remember that he has been an assistant in the NFL since 1994. Heck, he won a Super Bowl with the Dallas Cowboys. That's how long he's been in the league. Now, if Mike Zimmer was to let go, what to be let go, what university would would he go to? What university would he be attracted to, would be interested in going to? Well, I think Mike Zimmer would go back to a college that he has been with in the past. I believe that Mike Zimmer would go to a university that has fallen on hard times and needs someone to help them out. I'm going to say that Mike Zimmer would go back to Washington State University and he would be the new head coach of the Cougars. Now, for anybody who doesn't know the history of Mike Zimmer, from the late 80s to the early 90s, he was the defensive coordinator at Washington State. He has also had experience in the past in the state of Washington. He's familiar with that situation. And Pullman, I actually think is quite nice, by the way. Pullman, that would be a real good opportunity for Mike Zimmer in college football. So once again, I'm going to give this a 50-50 because similar to Kyle Shanahan, this is all this all has to be consistent with the idea that Mike Zimmer gets let go from Minnesota and he goes to a place that he is familiar with. So at number two in our ranking of NFL head coaches that could go to college football, I say Mike Zimmer, and he would go back to Washington State University where he was a defensive coordinator for them in the late 80s, early 90s. So the number one head coach on my ranking of NFL head coaches that could go to college football will be told after we recap the top five. Number five, Matt Nagy from the Chicago Bears, and he could go to Rutgers. At number four, I have a number four on our list of NFL head coaches that could go to college football. I'm going to go with Sean McVay from the Los Angeles Rams, and he could go to Florida State. At number three on my list, I have I have currently right now Kyle Shanahan from the San Francisco 49ers, and he would go to USC. And at number two, Mike Zimmer from the Minnesota Vikings, and he would go to Washington State. At number one, I have New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton. And Sean Payton, he has been with the New Orleans Saints for 15 years. And he will be appreciated for everything he has done. He has won a Super Bowl. He's won multiple NFC 
South titles. He has been a good head coach. I've also believed, though, that sometimes in order for a team to grow, you have to let go of the past. I believe the New Orleans Saints organization is looking forward to the future and not in the past. Drew Brees is gone. A lot of the guys from that 2009 team are no longer there. You pretty much have Malcolm Jenkins and you have Sean Payton. That's pretty much all you have left from that 2009 team. So Sean Payton, I will say, even though he had a one heck of a tenure in New Orleans, I don't know if they're going to keep him past this year. I say it's very likely that he is done in New Orleans. Now, where could he go? Where could Sean Payton in college football go and be a head coach? Now, I'm going to build the argument for this, and I'm going to have to have you listen. But the number one team that I have Sean Payton going to, if he would be a college football head coach, would be, drumroll please, Illinois fighting Illini. I have Illinois in the Big Ten. Now, Sean Payton was from Naperville, Illinois. Sean Payton went to college at Eastern Illinois. And also on top of that, when it comes to Sean Payton, he played for the Chicago Bears. He played for the Arena Football League in Chicago. Sean Payton, before he was even in the NFL, he was enriched with the state of Illinois. Everything that he has had, he has been around Illinois in uh, the state. Now, Northwestern, unless they swapped Pat Fitzgerald and Sean Payton, I don't see it happening. However, Illinois is promising because you would bring in somebody who has been, he played high school in the state. He played college in the state. He was even on the coaching staff at Illinois back in the mid-1990s. Sean Payton would be familiar with the Illinois prestige and pedigree that's had in the Big Ten. So at number one from our NFL head coaches that could go to college football, I'm going to give this the most likely scenario, and that is Sean Payton for the New Orleans Saints going to Illinois. Do you agree or do you disagree? Go into the chat down below and go onto our chat on, on the Twitter, hashtag the sports angle, and leave us your comments there. So we're going to take a quick break here on the sports angle. And when we come back, we are going to do our NHL expansion mock draft 2.0 here on the sports angle. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this.
Welcome back to the Sports Angle, live in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Let's get back into it. Now, the NHL expansion draft will not be until July. Back in March, I did our mock draft 1.0 for the NHL expansion. I did it right after the NHL trade deadline. Now it is May. The NHL playoffs has started. So we're going to do 2.0, and then we will do our final mock expansion draft the day before the NHL expansion draft happens. So with the 2.0, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to go team by team. I'm not going to do the way the actual expansion draft works, which is go by record and all the way down. That's going to be too confusing. So we're going to start with the playoff teams, and then we will move on to the non-playoff teams. So let's start with the Boston Bruins, who, by the way, the Boston Bruins, uh, playing the Washington Capitals today, they ended up, they're right now in overtime at 2-2. to What an amazing series the Capitals and Bruins have been. But let's get back to the mock expansion draft. The Boston Bruins, I have them, uh, the Seattle Kraken, taking from the Boston Bruins, Carson Coleman. Now, Carson Coleman is a 25-year-old right wing from from the Boston Bruins organization. He only costs $725,000, and his contract runs until 2022. Also, with Carson Coleman, he has played three seasons with the Boston Bruins, has put up six goals during that time period, However, he has dominated in the uh, minors. I mean, he put up uh, 12 goals and 18 points in 58 games. He is also someone who could be very productive when you put him in the right situation. The Seattle Kraken, I believe, should be built on giving players a second opportunity. I believe the Seattle Kraken could be built on giving these players something new, uh, you know, a new opportunity, a new start, a new direction. And for Carson Coleman, he would definitely be that guy. I mean, Carson Coleman is a healthy scratch for the Boston Bruins in this playoff series at 25 years of age. I believe that the Seattle Kraken could provide him an opportunity at the next level. So Boston Bruins, Carson Coleman, That's who Seattle Seattle Kraken will take. Let's move over to the Carolina Hurricanes because the Seattle Kraken select from the Carolina Hurricanes, Steven Lorenz. Now, Steven Lorenz is 25 years old. He was drafted by Carolina in 2015. He is making $725,000. His contract won't be up until 2022. Now, the Carolina Hurricanes... He has played 45 games for them this year, put up eight points, and had a plus-minus of one. Now, you might be asking yourself, why would he be a good option for the Seattle Kraken? Well, in the AHL, he had 46 points in 61 games and a plus-23. And also, in the current Stanley Cup playoffs against the Nashville Predators, he is playing on the fourth line with the Hurricanes. Remember, 
here's what I'm trying to do with the Seattle Kraken. I'm trying to give players that haven't had a real solid opportunity to break out yet in the NHL. I'm kind of doing what the Vegas Golden Knights did with some of their players, like guys like William Carrier. Uh, I'm doing this with guys like, uh, for example, Tumas Nosek. They were never really given a huge chance in Detroit and Buffalo, respectively. They come over to Vegas, and they make an impact on the bottom six. Steven Lorenzen would be, you know, a real good option, a real solid player for the Seattle Kraken. He could be in their minor league system to start out. Maybe he'll be on their bottom six, being on a fourth line. Whatever the situation will be, Steven Lorenz would definitely be a real good center that could get a second opportunity at the age of 25 for the Seattle Kraken. The Colorado Avalanche is next. The Seattle Kraken select from the Colorado Avalanche. They pick right wing Logan O'Connor. Now, Logan O'Connor is 24 years old. He currently has a cap hit of 725000 and he did get injured uh, early on, but in the 22 games he did play, he had five points and a plus-minus of six. However, in the minors, he had 25 points in 40 games and a plus-minus of eight. Logan O'Connor could be a top-six forward for the Seattle Kraken. If they did play it correctly, they could have him at 24 years of age break out into a star for the Seattle Kraken. Once again, to bring it up to Vegas, he could be what William Carlson was in Columbus. He really wasn't given the biggest opportunity out there in Columbus. He comes over to Vegas, becomes a top six guy, and has a breakout season. So I have Logan O'Connor, right wing from the Colorado Avalanche, 24 years of age, $725,000 cap hit, Welcome to the Seattle Kraken. Now, moving over to the Edmonton Oilers, I have the Edmonton Oilers selecting Seth Griffith. Now, he's a right wing, 28 years old. He was a former draft pick in 2012 by the Boston Bruins. He also has a cap hit of $725,000. Now, you might be asking yourself, why would I pick Seth Griffith? to be the Seattle Kraken. Simply put, he would be a fourth-line uh, guy. He would be someone you put on your fourth line or maybe put on your first line in the AHL because Seth Griffith has been in hockey since 2014. He has played professional hockey for a lot of years. He is 28 years old. He has been in, in NHL for eight years. He has played for Boston, he's played for Toronto, he's played for Florida, he played for Buffalo. Seth Griffith would be a veteran type of guy that you could put on your bottom six and utilize for the Seattle Kraken. So Edmonton Oilers, Seth Griffith, 28 years old, $725,000 cap hit. Now, let's get into the first real big star of the Seattle Kraken. I have the Florida Panthers next, and I have the Seattle Kraken taking from the Florida Panthers, left wing Mason Marshment. Now, 26 years old, 
They acquired him in the Dennis Mulgan deal from the Toronto Maple Leafs. He is a future guy that you need to watch out for in the NHL. He had 10 points in 33 games for the Florida Panthers, had a plus four. However, what you need to know about him is that he has already had one point in two games, and he has been on the first line for the Florida Panthers in this playoffs. He is playing on the top line for the Florida Panthers in their battle with Tampa Bay. Mason Marshment would really be what Jonathan Marcheseau was for the Vegas Golden Knights. He could be that type of forward for the Seattle Kraken. So Mason Marshment, I have him being taken by the Seattle Kraken from the Florida Panthers. The Minnesota Wild are next on the list, and I have them taking defenseman Carson Soucy, 26 years old. He has a $2.75 million cap hit. His contract goes until 2023. Now, why would I pick him from Minnesota? They have Matt Dumba. They have all these different guys in Minnesota. Why would I pick him? Because he's reliable. He's consistent. He is somebody that his plus minus has been among the best in hockey almost every single year he's been in Minnesota. I mean, he had a plus 22 this year. He had a plus 16 in 2020. And he had a plus 6 in 2019 and a plus 12 in 2018. He has never had a negative um, plus minus when he's been with the Minnesota Wild. That's what you need from a defenseman. Also, Carson Soucy, he is 26 years of age. He is not old by any means. And for anybody who's been watching the Vegas Golden Knights Minnesota Wild Series, you will know that he has been a very good player for the Minnesota Wild. 17 points in 50 games this year and had 14 points in 55 games last year. Carson Soucy could be a good defenseman for the Seattle Kraken. So Minnesota Wild, Carson Soucy. Now, the rest of these I'm going to do in kind of a rapid-fire order just because I don't want this to be an hour-and-a-half video. The Montreal Canadiens, I have them. I have the Montreal Canadiens. They will take defenseman Xavier Oliette. Now, Xavier Oliette, he was a former second-round pick in 2011. He has been a healthy scratch for Montreal during the playoffs. He has had four points in 19 games. He would kind of just be a filler pick in this situation. I wouldn't have him start for the uh, Seattle Kraken. The Nashville Predators, I have them taking Alexander Carrier. Now, 24 years old. 24 years old. He is on the rise in Nashville. I mean, in 2020, he had 37 points in 55 games in the AHL. He had three points in 19 games this year. But with him being 24 years old and having one point in one playoff game so far for the Nashville Predators, he's been with them since 2017. He's had pretty good numbers defensively in the um, very good defensively when it comes to the Nashville Predators. If I was the Seattle Kraken, I would take Carson Soucy, I would take Alexander Carrier, and I would have them be 
on a defensive pairing. That is how good they would be together. Susie 26, Carrier 24. New York Islanders, the New York Islanders organization, I have them I have them taking with this pick Parker Wotherspoon, 23 years of old. Uh, he's kind of a minor league filler. You're pretty much taking him to fill your minor league roster. Maybe he can make the, the team some 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 other day. The Pittsburgh Penguins. I have them currently in this situation. I have them with this current roster taking Juso Ricola, 27 year old defenseman. Uh, he wouldn't be starting either. He would be someone that you could maybe trade at the NHL draft. Uh, defensively, I don't know if he would make the main roster, but he would be someone that you can add to your defensive depth. Uh, the next team is the St. Louis, uh, Louis Blues. I have them taking goaltender Vili Husso. Now, Vili Husso has been a backup for the St. Louis Blues. They drafted him in 2014, and he's been a good backup for St. Louis. So if they needed to get a backup goaltender, kind of like they got Malcolm Subban and Calvin Peckard with the Vegas Golden Knights. He had 17 games this year for the St. Louis Blues. He could be a backup goaltender for the Seattle Kraken. Moving on to Tampa Bay Lightning, I have them taking a Seattle kid. I have them taking someone who knows the state of Washington, and I'm going to go with Tyler Johnson. $5 million cap hit. And at 30 years of age, he would pretty much be the Derek England of this or, or organization. All right, Derek England was towards the back end of his career, but they brought him in because they knew that he would be a hometown favorite, and that's what you need. I also have them taking from the Toronto Maple Leafs, Jack Campbell, 29-year-old goaltender from uh, Toronto. He has had a breakout season, 17 wins on the year and a 92.1 save percentage. Uh, Toronto is similar to Pittsburgh in the Vegas expansion draft. You have Frederick Anderson. You have Jack Campbell. Whichever one gets protected, the other one's going to be taken in the expansion draft. I say they'll, they'll protect Anderson. So I have Jack Campbell being with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, the Washington Capitals. The Washington Capitals, I have them taking Brendan Dillon. 30-year-old defenseman, $3.9 million cap hit. Uh, he'll be under contract until 2024. That is very important. 19 points in 56 games and 49 penalty minutes. He would be a defensive uh, menace for opposing teams. And the last playoff team that I'll mention with the expansion draft with the Seattle Kraken is the Winnipeg Jets. And I have them taking their top goal scorer, a guy who can put the puck in the back of the net, and that is 28-year-old center Adam Lowry, a guy who's been a lifelong Winnipeg Jet. He will unfortunately be left exposed, and the Seattle Kraken will take him in the expansion draft. 24 points in 52 games this year. He has been good for Winnipeg. Expect him to be on a first line. So with us getting with this expansion draft, here's what the lines would be. I'll say it one more. I'll say it one time, and then we'll get to the end of the show. First line for Seattle would be center Adam Lowry from Winnipeg, left wing Mason Marshment from Florida, 
and right wing Carson Coleman from Boston. Second line would be Johan Larson at center from the Arizona Coyotes. Left wing would be Carl Gunstrom from the LA Kings. And right wing would be Logan O'Connor from the Colorado Avalanche. The third line center would be Steven Lorenz from Carolina. Left wing would be Eric Robinson from the Columbus Blue Jackets. Right wing would be Riley Barber from the Detroit Red Wings. And the fourth line you would have at center, uh, Henrik Borkstrom from the Chicago Blackhawks. Left wing would be Sonny Milano from the Anaheim Ducks. And right wing would be Seth Griffith from the Edmonton Oilers. Your defensive pairings would be this. First line would be Carson Soucy from the Minnesota Wild. And you would have Alexander Carrier from the Nashville Predators. Second D pairing would be Brendan Dillon from the Washington Capitals and Christopher Tanneth from the Calgary Flames. And your last line would be Victor Mete from the Ottawa Senators and P.K. Subban from the New Jersey Devils. And your two starting goaltenders would be former Stanley Cup champion uh, Braden Holtby from the Vancouver Canucks and Jack Campbell from the, from the Toronto Maple Leafs. So that is my prediction for the Seattle expansion draft. If you agree or disagree, let me know in the comments down below. This is the Sports Angle. We are here Monday to Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. And I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Follow me on social media at Rocco Kelly. And until next time, rock on, and we will see you later. Worried about mom or dad falling? The Symphony Medical Alert System from CVS Health helps make their home safer, even if you can't be there. Symphony works with voice activation or a care button they can opt to wear, along with smart sensors for coverage around the home. With 24-7 emergency response and an app to tie it all together, you can monitor your loved one's well-being for enhanced peace of mind. Terms and conditions apply. Learn more about Symphony at cvs.com symphony or find it at your nearest CVS Health Hub. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. 